the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. WTC Minneapolis, St. Paul. FM 107.5. K298CO Minneapolis. Powered by Advantage Homebuyer. With SRN News, I'm Jason Walker. Initial shipments of the second COVID-19 vaccine leaving a factory in Tennessee. General Gustav Perna, who heads up the vaccine distribution efforts, says the addition of the latest puts him on track of the end-of-the-year goals. Oh, right now, I feel confident that we'll have the allocations uh, of $20 million by the end of the month and that we will be literally finishing distribution of that $20 million uh, by the, inside the first week of January. Lawmakers clearing the way for the latest major obstacle on agreement of the economic relief package. Votes could come later today. Average price of gas up four cents a gallon to two twenty six over the past two weeks. Highest average price three thirty four a gallon in San Francisco. The lowest dollar eighty one in Houston. This is SRN News. Doctor Sebastian Gorka isn't going to miss Bill Barr. This man had two missions: to clean out the Department of Justice of the political hacks, and secondly, to tell them the truth of what happened in the 2016 election. And he did it. William Barr. Good riddance to you. America First with Dr. Sebastian Gorka. Afternoons at 2 on AM 1280. The Patriot. Intelligent Radio. The Northern Alliance Radio Network, the closer edition with Brad Carlson, continues for another hour here in the Patriot just after 2 o'clock on a Sunday. Merry Christmas. Thank you for joining us. Please join us next year, October 27th to November 5th, Put it on the calendar. That is the Stand with Israel tour. It's you, it's Prager, it's Gallagher in the Holy Land. You can sign up and you can see the itinerary right now. It's more important than ever to stand with Israel. You can do that right now at am1280thepatriot.com and book your trip. Your forecast calls for increasing clouds, 38 for the high, down to 34 overnight. Stand by for the Northern Alliance Radio Network. And go launch sequence. Engineering. Go flight. Master control. Go flight. Studio engineer. Go flight. We are go for launch in T minus three, two, one. We have liftoff. The Northern Alliance Radio Network is on the air. Live and local from the AM 1280 The Patriot Studios in Egan. Here is the closer, Brad Carlson. AM 1280 The Patriot. Northern Alliance Radio Network. Back with our number two of the broadcast. We like to call the closer. That's me, Brad Carlson. Thanks, as always, for tuning into our show. You can check out my blog at bradcarlson.org. And we are here to take your phone calls at 651-289-4488. You can also weigh in via Twitter. Just use hashtag NarnShow. That's hashtag N-A-R-N Show for any comments or questions. And if you'd like to follow us on Facebook... You can just go to Facebook.com, do a search for the Northern Alliance Radio Network, and be sure to follow our Facebook page if you like, if you so desire. And as always, we appreciate you tuning in. Uh, really appreciate all the phone calls that first hour, a lot of phone calls, a few tweets. Um, that That's what we like. We like the listener engagement, and we uh, we certainly appreciate it. i uh, got a couple of guests here in the second hour, and we want to start off uh, with one of our favorites here, of course. It is uh, Matt Makoviak, our official political wonk of this uh, particular broadcast. Matt, a uh, strategist with Potomac Strategy Group, and also a uh, fantastic podcast. Check it out on the web. Mac on Politics Podcast is the uh, is the name of the podcast. He's had some power pack guests the last uh, couple of weeks, particularly Eric Erickson, personal favorite of mine, and Fox News meteorologist Janice Dean, who has uh, been hammering New York Governor Cuomo over his handling of the COVID-19 pandemic. With respect to the nursing homes, Janice Dean sadly lost both of her in-laws earlier this year after they had been trapped in nursing homes. Definitely a podcast you're going to want to check out. And as always, we're honored to welcome the aforementioned Matt Mikoviak. Matt, good to talk to you as always, sir. How are you? Hey, Brad. Doing pretty good. How about you? I am doing well. Thank you so much, as always, uh, for joining the show. I guess we'll... uh, 
uh, get right into it. Uh, first of all, um, the incoming Joe Biden administration, assuming everything goes uh, forward as planned, we'll maybe uh, come back to that in a little bit. But uh, initially, it looks like uh, the Joe Biden administration, uh, <laughs> awfully similar to the uh, Barack Obama administration. Last week, NPR had a story of his uh, top uh, potential cabinet picks, 12 were Obama appointees, uh, something that has kind of rankled the progressives in the Democrat uh, Congressional Caucus, particularly the squad who didn't think Obama went far enough with a uh, progressive agenda. Um, how do you see this kind of playing out going forward, Matt Mikoviak? Obviously, uh, Republicans, some have shown a willingness to work with Biden and his cabinet picks, and then there are some uh, on the Democrat side, maybe a little reluctant. Uh, what's kind of the, uh, I guess, uh, general reception to these picks? Yeah, I mean, it, it depends a little bit on on obviously who you're who you're specifically talking about. Um, you know, I, I think if you look at at, at Biden's cabinet, there's a, a few things I think that are that are overarching. Yes, there's no question, a lot of Obama holdovers uh, or you know retreads, what you might call them. People a different, maybe a different role than they were in, you know, eight, uh, four years ago, six years ago, eight years ago. But uh, these are Obama, you know, figures. Could it be that Biden has relationships with these individuals? That he gained trust with them? That he that he believes in them? Um, that they're, you know, confirmable? I think that's possible. Uh, and I do think what the message Biden is trying to send is that this isn't a time for radical government. It's a time for competence. Given that we've got to get through um, COVID and we've got to get get the economy back on track. And so I do think he's looking at this, saying, look, we got two years. Uh, let's let's get through it. Let's have you know kind of uh, you know competent people in these roles. I think the other thing that does strike me is um, he has not put a lot of really crazy progressives uh, in, in a lot of these positions. There are going to be battles over a few of these a few of these roles. I think you're going to see a battle over the HHS secretary Javier Becerra. Uh, you're definitely going to see uh, some questions asked about Tony Blinken, who's been nominated to be Secretary of State. He's done quite a lot of foreign consulting. Uh, in the last four years, um, I think that uh, that Neera Tandon being nominated for for budget director, uh, with some of the things she set up, particularly on Twitter against Republican senators over the last few years, uh, is going to be worthy of of some questions. I think. So you know, it's going to be a question of of you know whether Republicans really want to fight on this stuff or not. Um, and of course, it's going to also be a, a math question of how many. Republican senators are there once the Georgia runoffs are over on January 5th. You know, a 52-48 margin is different from 51-49, which is different from 50-50. You you can see a a scenario where, you know, Republicans stick together and try to block one or two of these people, but perhaps you look to someone like Mitt Romney or Lisa Murkowski or Susan Collins, uh, you could see those three senators perhaps banding together uh, and confirming, um, you know, a somewhat controversial nominee for a particular role. So it's going to be a question of, of you know, which fights the Republicans think are worthy, uh, worthy fights, and also a question of whether Senate Majority Leader McConnell, you know, puts these nominees on the floor. He's going to have control uh, over whether they get four votes or not, and when they get four votes. I think for a lot of the roles, you're going to see, you know, those people probably in the national security, you know, space move quick, quickly. But, but some of the others may take some time. One of the interesting uh, potential picks uh, is Susan Rice, who has been tabbed to be the director uh, for, as uh, I guess, Biden's senior domestic policy advisor. A, a position like that isn't subject to Senate confirmation, so obviously he gets the purview to name who he wants to that particular position. Now, for those of us who remember the Obama administration, certainly remember Susan Rice. She was kind of the face uh, after the Benghazi attacks going out and basically saying that it was a YouTube video that inflamed a lot of these attacks and certainly uh, didn't have the most stellar reputation after all that uh, was said and done. What's kind of the mindset for kind of the transition from more uh, foreign aspects of the Obama administration to now domestic policy within the Biden administration, Matt McCoviak? Yeah, that, that, that nomination puzzles me. Um, you know, it, it, I think the challenge for her is that really there's only one non-Senate confirmed job in the national security space, and she's already had it. She's already been national security advisor. So mm-hmm. it's just very, it's just not another sort of role. Now, could she become an acting cabinet secretary, uh, you know, in some scenario down the road, potentially? Uh, could she perhaps work in the domestic policy space and gain back some of that, those relationships up on Capitol Hill? Look, she knows almost nothing about domestic policy. Um, she's never worked in it. She's a national security expert. 
Um, she, I think, you know, was in the mix to be vice president, was one of the three finalists, got yep. vetted. Right. Um, and, and I think at one time was considering running for the United States Senate for Maine. She ultimately decided not to do it. Um, and I think she was also probably being seriously considered for secretary of state, along with a number of people, including Chris Coons, the, the uh, senator from Delaware. So, yeah, her challenge, it reminds me a little bit of Michael Flynn, Mike Flynn's situation four years ago. You know, there was a concern that he probably couldn't get confirmed. Uh, you know, in the Senate. And so that's the same problem she had. And so since National Security Advisor is a job she's already had, there weren't a lot of other, you know, obvious choices. I think what she's trying to do is, is sort of uh, balance out her, 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 her credentials to open up perhaps being VP in the future down the road or running for an office herself, perhaps U.S. Senate, some other, you know, some other thing down the road. She knows she's, she has a national security and foreign policy credentials, but she needs domestic policy credentials as well. So now we're, while we're talking about an incoming Biden administration, there's you know still a few folks out there, including some of my listeners, who insist there's not going to be a President Biden, that uh, there is going to be something that uh, comes to light where it's going to show that the, uh, the election was stolen from President Trump and therefore uh, he will get another four years. I, I'm, I'm in the camp that does not believe that is going to happen. Nevertheless, there is still kind of a procedure that's going to take place when Congress meets on January 6th to count the electoral votes. I know Representative Mo Brooks out of Alabama uh, has been signaling uh, strong resistance to that. And now I think uh, newly elected Alabama Senator Tommy Tuberville has now expressed uh, his dismay with how the election went down. Um, come January 6th, Matt Mikoviak, is it, is it pretty much a fait accompli? Joe Biden is going to wind up being the president or are there still some shenanigans that uh, could occur that um, kind of throw a monkey wrench into that? Yeah, I mean, the only way that would succeed from Trump's perspective is if all the Senate Republicans, a majority of them stuck together and, and somehow, you know, didn't, you know, somehow overrode the electors. Um, the problem with that is that then you have the House, which is controlled by the Democrats. Right. So even in that scenario, you're not going to get the outcome that, you know, that, that Trump would want. And honestly, that's not going to happen. You're going to have four or five probably Republican senators that may choose to do that. Uh, you know, you could see perhaps Tom Cotton from, from Arkansas, Tommy Tuberville, who you mentioned, um, maybe a handful of others, perhaps David Perdue, if he wins re-election, um, Kelly Leffler from Georgia, maybe. I could see, you know, a very small number. Rand Paul, I think, has expressed some, some willingness to consider it. That's four or five. Uh, it's, not, it's not a majority. It's not going to put the House in a tough spot. Yeah, look, I mean, I, I, I wanted President Trump to win re-election, you know, That's supported his, his, his election, and I thought it was important. I thought he deserved a second term. At this point, there are no other pathways. There just aren't. The Electoral College has already met. They've already voted. Uh, the new Congress will, will ratify that. Um, and, and so there just isn't a pathway that remains. Uh, now, that said, I, I, I'm, I do want to see legitimate, credible uh, lawsuits and investigations about election fraud. And I, I guess I just saw the Trump campaign file a Supreme Court lawsuit uh, uh, related to the Pennsylvania case just today, I think. So we'll see how, how some of these things you know, move forward. Look, you can't have two and a half million mail ballots in Pennsylvania four years after you had 200,000 and with a straight face believe there was no fraud at all. Right. Now, is there enough fraud to overturn whatever it ended up being, 60, 70,000 vote margin? I think that's probably unlikely. And certainly right now we don't have the evidence that shows that. Sure. The absolute, you know, legally admissible, credible evidence. It hasn't been shown. It hasn't been demonstrated. It hasn't been proven. Uh, could it be proven? I'm, I'm, I'm willing to look at evidence. I'd like to see evidence. And I hope that those legal challenges go forward and that they get their day in court and they can present that evidence and the other side can, can present their defense. But up to this point, it's clear now there is no pathway. Joe Biden's going to get sworn in January 20th. I'm disappointed by that. But what's key now is we've got to hold these two U.S. Senate seats in Georgia. And if we do, we can limit a lot of what Biden and the left wing wants to do for the next certainly two years, but perhaps even the next four. Once again, we are joined by Matt Mikoviak, our uh, official political wonk on this uh, particular show. Yeah, speaking of the Georgia Senate runoff races, when we come back, we're going to take a quick break. We're going to continue our conversation with Matt, talk about these runoff races, uh, how things are looking for the two incumbent Republican senators, Purdue and Leffler, and take your calls as well, 651-289-4488. You can also weigh in via Twitter at hashtag NarnShow, that's hashtag N-A-R-N Show. Brad Carlson, The Closer, coming back with another segment on the broadcast. Go nowhere.
Look at all these options. You can fill an entire warehouse with all the different ways you can stream The Patriot. Top shelf choices include am1280thepatriot.com, our free app, and radio.com. Diabetes, high blood pressure, anxiety meds, everyone's on them. If you're a 50-year-old male, maybe a bit porky, and you may even have type 2 diabetes, a million dollars of term insurance may only cost you about 200 bucks a month. Call Term Provider. Speak with Big Lou at 800-555-2085. Big Lou will find a term life policy for you even if you have type 2 diabetes or overweight or have high blood pressure. Term Provider has helped thousands of people like you who think they can't afford term life insurance. To buy a million dollars of affordable term life for you, all you need to do is call Big Lou at 800-555-2085. Lou will make sure the scales are tipped in your favor. Call 800-555-2085. Big Lou will answer your call and work to fit you into a term life policy that you can afford. Remember, Big Lou's like you. He's on meds, too. Call 800-555-2085. 800-555-2085. Warning. 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 Once you taste the Rack Shack's Patriot Burger, other burgers will never measure up. Hey, I'm Nick Anderson, General Manager of AM1280 The Patriot, and we've partnered with my friend Keith Hitner Sr. from the Rack Shack Barbecue to create a burger worthy of the Patriot name. It's a half-pound burger that's red, white, and blue through and through. American cheese on top, and the American flag proudly waves over the bun. The Patriot Burger comes with your choice of any of our delectable sides, like our famous hand-cut fries, all just for $12.80. Best burger in town as far as I'm concerned, and it's $12.80 anytime, any day. Right today at the Rack Shack Barbecue at the Cedar Cliff Center at Nichols and Cliff in Egan. Be careful. Once you try a Patriot Burger, you may never go back to a regular burger. That's the Rack Shack Barbecue at RackShackBarbecue.com. Get that Rack Shack attack. Rack Shack Barbecue. Our culture continues to struggle to find its footing. Heritage Christian Academy's footing remains secure. Jesus Christ is the cornerstone of all we do. Come see how a Bible-based academic education can support the values and teaching of your Christian home. Plan to attend Prospective Family Information Night on January 12th at 7 p.m. Staff will be on hand to provide information, answer questions, and conduct tours in a safe, no-contact environment. Space is limited. RSVP by visiting heritageweb.org. That's heritageweb.org. Salem Surround partners with your business to deliver custom digital marketing solutions. Surround your target audience wherever they engage, search, surf, socialize, or review to keep your business top of mind. Learn more at minneapolis.salemsurround.com. Welcome back. I'm 12 the Patriot. Where do we go from here? Northern Alliance Radio Network. This is me, Brad Carlson. Thanks, as always, for tuning in. 651-289-4488 is the number to call. You can also weigh in via Twitter at hashtag NarnShow. That's hashtag N-A-R-N Show for any comments or questions. As always, we appreciate you tuning in. Uh, continuing our discussion with Matt Nikoviak, National Political Wonk. Want to take a transition to the state of Georgia, where it has kind of been the focus of the political world of late. Obviously, the two Senate runoff races, uh, Election Day officially taking place on January 5th, although early voting and absentee has already started. Uh, Matt McCoviak, in a normal uh, election runoff in Georgia, this would be fait accompli. Republicans would probably win these races, I don't want to say comfortably, but at least by about four, five, six points perhaps. But uh Given the fact there is so much at stake, plus there is uh, so much focus from outside leftist groups, and the fact you have the president himself and his attorney, Lynn Wood, sowing uh, distrust in the Georgia voting system, certainly not far from a slam dunk. What's the latest on Senators Purdue and Leffler? Some polls I have seen lately show them each up by three points, which is potentially a statistical dead heat, and uh, what do they have to do to kind of shed the stigma that, uh, I guess, the distrust that Linwood and uh, President Trump are sowing? Yeah, it's, it's look, it's, it's a bit of a mixed bag right now in Georgia, to be honest with you, and it's very hard to, um, to be very specific about what's really happening, because from my standpoint, I feel like there's both encouraging and discouraging news. You know, the, I think the encouraging news is that um, you, know, you are seeing the Republican Party really come together. 
president's been down there, the vice president's been down there several times. You know, most Republican leaders uh, in the Senate and the House, governors, uh, have gone to Georgia to, to campaign. I think Dan Crenshaw was just there a couple of days ago. I know Ted Cruz, I think, was there this weekend, a number of others. Nikki Haley's been there, a uh, number of others. Um, and then the party committees, if you look at the Republican Senatorial Committee and the Democratic Senatorial Campaign Committee, the Republicans are outraising the Democrats considerably uh, since, the, since the November election, and that's very helpful. Um, the, the two things that do concern me are well, the one thing you pointed out, which is, you know, if if – if uh, President Trump and his legal team and others commentators are, are, you know, making voters believe that that because there are questions about the November election that their their vote uh, won't be won't be uh, you know protected uh, in in the U.S. Senate runoff, that that could turn off some percentage of Trump's base, and mm. and, and that that's just a real disaster if, if that really does happen. And I think the other discouraging thing is you've seen Stacey Abrams announce that she's got at least a million people for whom she has received mail ballot requests, help help uh, make mail ballot requests. Sure. I think I saw today on Twitter the mail ballots are some are more than half of the overall vote. I want to say they're at like just over a million, and mail ballots are like seven hundred thousand or something like that. So you know that that share of the vote, uh, if the Democrats have, have run, are running a very serious mail ballot effort, um, you know that's going to give the Democrats a real chance. So. Look, there's there's so much riding on this. Republicans have to pull it together. They've got to hold both these seats, certainly one of them, but they've really got to find a way to hold both of them. I think they probably will at the end of the day, but these races are going to be very close. Runoffs are very hard to predict. It's all about you know who actually turns out because sure. it's a small percentage of the overall number of people that vote in November. It's a question of which people actually turn out. So along those lines, obviously, you know, I guess the good news for Republicans is you look at the the candidates the Democrats are running, John Ossoff and Raphael Warnock. I mean, uh, and our friend Eric Erickson had made this point, uh, the, the initial, uh, the November election, where there was, I think, what was there, about 20-some candidates running in the for uh, Kelly Leffler's uh, Senate seat, and more people seem to be focused on the race between the two Republicans, Kelly Leffler and Doug Collins, who would be the Republican to kind of come out between that, and they weren't paying a lot of attention to the Democrats. Now that the focus is squarely on Kelly Leffler versus Democrat challenger Raphael Warnock, people are really finding out some of this the crazy, extreme progressive agenda that Raphael Warnock is putting forth, including just on his own Twitter feed, coming out and saying he's a pro-choice pastor, he's had Jeremiah Wright preach at his church, and just some crazy things that he's also said about the military. So from that from that standpoint, Matt Makoviak, uh, Georgia, it's I guess you could say it maybe is turning purple, but it I'd, I'd be shocked if someone like a Raphael Warnock can pull a Pull off a statewide victory is that uh, is his negatives really starting to resonate, or do you see them starting to resonate as the race gets closer? Yeah, I, I, I do see that, and I do think at the end of the day that David Perdue and Kelly Loeffler, even with their own problems and challenges, are stronger candidates than the Democrats have. You know, if you take the best Democrats in the country that were running in campaigns for U.S. House, U.S. Senate, and Governor, if you if you took those kind of candidates and put them in this Georgia runoff, I think you could actually probably come up with a conclusion that they may be maybe front runners. Uh, in this case, you have two, I think, really flawed candidates on the Democratic side. You know, John Ossoff's never had a job. He's a trust fund baby. He's lost, I think, what, twice, uh, maybe three times now. I think he ran for Congress. I think he ran once uh, already for, for statewide office. I'm trying to remember. He's run for so many things. Um, you know, he's just not, you know, when you think of a U.S. senator, you don't immediately think of someone like John Ossoff. Um, you look at Warnock. You're right. Uh, there, there, he got very little attention, uh, certainly negative attention or even accountability for his positions in the first round. But that's changing now. Um, he, he is obviously pretty extreme. Uh, he is at, he does preach at, at really the, the oldest and most respected church in Atlanta. I think Martin Luther King's. I think it was Martin Luther King's yes. original church or the AME, uh, annual uh, church, uh, Baptist church in Atlanta. But you're right. He has really said and, and said some things over the years, not just from the from the pulpit, but, but in terms of his positions that put him well outside the mainstream in Georgia. So, yeah, I do think um, that, that Republicans are making those Democratic candidates play defense, and I do think it's going to matter. And, and, you know, I'm glad you obviously brought up uh, John Ossoff. He, of course, uh, Senator Perdue's opponent in that particular race, uh, woefully unaccomplished. And yeah, you're right. He's run for multiple things. I just remember the one uh, special 
uh, congressional election. He ran for, uh, uh, I think it was Congressman Price's old seat back in 2017 against Karen Handel. And he wasn't even living in the district. Again, it's not a requirement, but he couldn't even vote for himself in his uh, his old race as a result. So that being said, uh, have you heard, I mean, obviously China is something that has to be on the U.S. foreign policy radar, this particular go-around, particularly everything that's going on and how uh, incoming President Biden had indicated they're more of a competitor, uh, which is which is kind of disconcerting. Have you heard anything about Ossoff's ties t- to China? Didn't he have some sort of documentary company and whatnot that uh, uh, did something along the lines of China? I don't know if that rings a bell to all Matt Makoviak, but that is something that could certainly weigh heavily on this race. Yeah, there was something there, and then I also saw he had to amend his tax his tax filings uh, for something, and that may have had something to do with that as well. So, yeah, look, I mean, as you said before, I mean, these candidates really kind of skated through in, in November and didn't get kind of that that kind of grilling that you would hope they'd get. Look, we, we've never had a, a U.S. Senate runoff with the stakes that this that this race has. Right. Right. That these two races have. I mean, yeah. let's think about the, the two different scenarios. Right. Divided. If Republicans hold both seats, you got a 52-48 majority. They hold. They hold control of the Senate. Mitch McConnell is the Senate Majority Leader, controls you know the ability to bring you know cabinet nominees to the floor, judges to the floor, legislation, etc. Republicans maintain chairmanships of committees, including Senate Judiciary. If the Democrats take both the seats back, even if it's very close, they can then take the majority in the, in the Senate. Chuck Schumer becomes majority leader. Cabinet comes to the floor. Judges come to the floor because Kamala Harris, as vice president, can, can can break the tie, and that that then makes it possible to get rid of the filibuster, to pack the Supreme Court, to pass, you know, extreme legislation like Medicare for All and the Green New Deal, uh, to admit Puerto Rico and Washington, D.C. Uh, to, to, the, to, to, the, to the United States. You know, those things are not possible. Mitch McConnell said earlier, they are possible. Chuck Schumer is. So these races have been nationalized. You're going to have $300, $400, $500 million spent, you know, between Election Day November and January 5th, and the stakes have never been higher. And so I think these races are so nationalized now it's a question of whether you want Biden and the progressive left to control the United States Senate and control all three branches of government. If you do, then you're motivated to go vote for these two Democratic Senate candidates. I don't think that's where a majority of Georgia voters are. Once again, we're joined by our political wonk, uh, Matt Makoviak, uh, talking all things national politics, particularly uh, this segment, talking about the Georgia Senate runoff races. Only have about a, a minute or two remaining with Matt, but we do want to get to a caller quick. Dan and Hopkins is online, due. Hey, Dan, you are on the Northern Alliance Radio Network. Thanks, Brad, and thanks for having me on. And you bet, sir. Thanks, Matt. You know, I, I guess I and my friends, when we talk, and certainly my friends are conservative. I have some liberal friends, but also conservative. We all agree that there was massive fraud. I mean, if a person spends any amount of time listening to Rudy Giuliani or Sidney Powell, which don't seem to be people to lie or have any reason to lie about it, and you hear the testimonies of what now is approaching a 1,000 people, and then including which Brad may differ, video evidence of, I think it was the State Farm Arena, where they were, they were pulling ballots out of containers, hidden under a table, and running them through ballot tabulators. And Act 77 in Pennsylvania and Wisconsin, where there's a specific law. Dan, we only have a couple minutes made. left. If we can yeah. get to your question real quick, right. we, we only sure. have a couple minutes left. It really frustrates me. Go ahead. No, we just have a couple minutes left if you can get yeah. your question real quick. Cause we have our, well, I guess I don't know how you can say there wasn't – you want to see the evidence, Matt. You are in the in the loop. I mean, the evidence is out there. I mean, it's not presented to you like in a courtroom, but can you help me out why you don't think there was enough – Yeah, thanks court? for the call. Thanks for the call, Dan. We appreciate it. I know, Matt, you'd indicated Pennsylvania about the mail-in ballots that you didn't think it was enough to over – Turn the election, and I know uh, Dan is talking about specifically about the Georgia elections. I know that our yep. friend Eric Erickson was talking about that specifically. Someone, some mistook those for suitcases when they were actually the lock boxes where the ballots go in after they're right. scanned through. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Yeah, I mean, you know, it's not what you're going to want, what your guest is going to want to hear. But, but you know, my the podcast episode I had with Eric Erickson just a couple, maybe ten days ago, you can find on iTunes and, and other other podcast sites. Yep. Go go listen to it because you know look Eric Eric supported President Trump's reelection uh, just like I did we, we you know I would have I would have welcomed uh, you know winning in in the courts to such an extent that that a couple battleground states flipped back and the Trump got reelected if that if that was the outcome um, 
the reality is Eric has actually investigated on his own a lot of these things that have been brought up in Georgia, and it just haven't happened. Um, you know, the, the, so I guess the, the the point I would make to your guest is there's a difference between an affidavit or something someone is claiming on Twitter or a press conference and what gets presented in court. And um, up to this point, they just have not done the job of, of proving in court with, 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 with legally admissible evidence. Yep. That there's there that there is widespread fraud. That doesn't mean it doesn't exist. It just right. means they haven't proven it to this point. And so a video that 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 you know someone says you know shows one thing, when when you dig in a little more, you always know it's actually not you know what that says. You, you look at this point, you'd have to believe the Republican governor of Georgia, the Republican secretary of state of Georgia, the Republican legislature that they're all in on it, right? That they all want to see Joe Biden as the next president of the United States. Ludicrous, yeah. To the point. Yeah, where it's just not 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 credible. Thanks, Matt. Appreciate the time as always, and uh, hope to catch up with you again soon. Have a great day. AM twelve eighty, the Patriot, back with another segment of the broadcast. I'm Dr. Baker, an ER physician. If you're having leg pain, swelling, or redness, but haven't talked to your doctor yet, don't wait. This could be deep vein thrombosis, a blood clot which could travel to your lungs and lead to a pulmonary embolism which could cause chest pain or discomfort or difficulty breathing and be deadly. Your symptoms could mean something serious, so don't wait. Talk to a doctor right away by phone, online, or in person. Brought to you by Bristol-Myers Squibb and Pfizer. Hi, this is PJ from PJ's Appliance Outlet, your local, family-owned, and operated appliance store. No matter where you live in the Twin Cities, PJ's is worth the drive. We're centrally located in Plymouth, Just this past month, we've had satisfied customers from Maple Grove, St. Paul, Minneapolis, Eden Prairie, Bloomington, all over the Twin Cities. We take great pride in separating ourselves from those overpriced big box stores by simply providing over-the-top customer service, great quality products at unbeatable prices. PJ's has quickly become the trusted go-to store for brand new scratch and dent appliances. You can save hundreds, sometimes thousands of dollars on brand new warrantied name brand refrigerators, ovens, washers and dryers, dishwashers and freezers, top brands like LG, Frigidaire and much more. Come visit our showroom today and ask for PJ, Bob or Jake or visit our website at pjsapplianceoutlet.com. That's pjsapplianceoutlet.com where every deal is a steal. Did you know my mom's going to have a baby? She is? Will it be a boy? Or will it be a girl? We don't know yet, but we heard the heartbeat, and my dad said this is going to be someone very special. You mean like being a president? Or maybe a doctor? Well, probably maybe like a singer or dancer, I think. Hello, my name is Marianne Kuharski. I'm the director of Pro-Life Across America. We know every baby is a miracle and has the potential to do great things. This season, we hope you will consider supporting the work of Pro-Life Across America. We're non-political and totally educational. Your gift will help offer life-saving alternatives and pregnancy assistance to those in need. Visit our website at prolifeacrossamerica.org or like us on Facebook. A baby's heart is beating 18 days from conception. I overdosed and the power of addictions that a mere six hours later, I injected that same batch of heroin again. I walked into the doors of Teen Challenge and it has changed my whole entire world. You are not alone and you can take the first step towards freedom from addiction by calling Minnesota Adult and Teen Challenge at 612-FREEDOM or you can text MNTC to 900-900 or go online to mntc.org slash not alone. Welcome back. AM twelve eighty the Patriot Northern Alliance Radio Network with me, Brad Carlson. Thanks as always for tuning in. It might have been Camelot for Jack and Jacqueline. Six five one two eight nine four four eight eight is the number to call. You can also weigh in via Twitter at hashtag NarnShow. That's hashtag N A R N Show for any comments or questions. Always we appreciate you tuning in. Uh, we've been talking about uh, the Georgia Senate runoff elections, well, particularly this last segment with our political walk, Matt McCoviak. And the one thing we've been talking about is uh, how uh, folks are getting out there on the ground and making things happen. And what it takes is not so much uh, officials within the party or 
obviously the president, vice president, and various Republican senators. That's important to get their name out there, support the candidates. But where the magic is happening is on the ground and knocking on doors, registering voters, and what have you. And we did have some folks right here from Minnesota that went down to Georgia last weekend, and some are still there this weekend and through January 5th, uh, trying to get some folks uh, to vote in uh, to reelect. Senators Perdue and Leffler, and uh, one of the volunteers that made his way down to Georgia last weekend was Joe Watoon. He is uh, back now, but is a volunteer for the Minnesota Republican Party and was in Georgia last weekend uh, knocking on doors and getting his finger on the pulse and what it's like down there. Uh, First of all, Joe Watoon, welcome to the Northern Alliance Radio Network. Appreciate you joining us, sir. Hey, thanks for having me. You bet. So uh, I guess, Joe, uh, you obviously, being a volunteer for the party, uh, how did this uh, particular opportunity uh, come about? Did they just kind of put out a flyer, say, hey, anybody wants to come on down to Georgia? Come on down. Is that kind of how it worked, Joe Watoon? Uh, pretty close. Um, Chairwoman Carnahan from the Minnesota Republican Party actually put something out, or at least that's where I heard about it. Okay. And I thought, okay, I haven't been using vacation days this year. I've got piles of airline points, so why not go down there and for a weekend and check it out? Had you ever been down to Georgia before, Joe? Uh, yes, I've been down there before. Okay, so what uh, can you kind of give us a general sense of the reception you got? I'm assuming you were knocking on doors. Were you just uh, was it voter contact? Were you registering voters? Uh, what was kind of your mission, and what can you kind of give us about the uh, the tone of the race while you were down there? Yeah, so voter registration in Georgia had already closed by the time I went down there, so we weren't okay. trying to do voter registration, gotcha. although that was certainly a focus previously. Um, so for most of our effort, it was going to Republican doors, and if they had already requested an absentee ballot, prodding them to return it. If they hadn't, we wanted to make sure that they were aware of the three different ways they could vote, right? You know, on election day, in person, early voting, or requesting a mail-in absentee ballot, depending on what they were comfortable with. So what did you, uh, what was kind of your sense from the people that you did talk to? I would imagine uh, they know how much is at stake with these races, with the <laughs> the entire state itself being the focus of the uh, political world? I mean, uh, did, is that kind of the sense you got talking to some of these folks, Joe? Yeah, um, so most of the voters that we talked to, so I personally was in Kennesaw, Georgia, and most of the people that we talked to were a pretty hard Republican. So uh, obviously, you know, when you're knocking on that universe of doors, it's going to be mostly people that are on your side, right? Oh, sure. Yeah. Um, the people that I talked to, they were very nice. They were offering you food. They were offering you drinks. One lady offered me an umbrella because it had started raining. Um, so it was, it was, no, exactly. It was uh, the, the people I talked to. So my accent, I can't pretend I'm from Georgia, right? Um, <laughs> right. So they knew I was from out of state immediately. Yeah. So I said hi. Um, but uh, the people that I talked to, for the most part, were very kind. They were very happy that we were down there. Um, when they heard that we were volunteers from Minnesota, they were kind of shocked, I think, because, you know, normal non-political people would never do that, right? Sure. Um, but I, I was impressed by the size of the operation, too. It sounds like they have over 500 staff down in Georgia on the ground, and they have thousands of volunteers. Um, and obviously, you're going to hit the one or two doors where they're not a fan of what you have to say, but that's the, the data was also very impressive. Um, when the app that we were using to door knock told me that someone was a Republican or a Democrat, it was almost always correct, which is not something I'm used to from door knocking. Right. Um, so that was nice too. So now you got the app that said that, you know, people voted Democrat. Did you, did you try to take a chance? Maybe try to persuade people the other side. I only say that because, you know, the two Democrats that got running, I get that Georgia may be trending a little bit purple, but the, Two Democrats, uh, John Ossoff, Raphael Warnock, very, very, very far left progressive, certainly out of the mainstream Democrat Party of Georgia. Uh, did you take a chance maybe uh, knock on any Democrat doors, uh, doors Joe, with two? Yeah, so and I, and I agree with that, and I agree with most of what your last guest said, too, right? It's hard to picture someone like Warnock winning a statewide uh, election in Georgia. Um, that's different than Georgia just going blue. That's hard blue. Um, right. But we did. So the. The two types of doors that I was knocking on, at least with the list I was given, were either pretty much any hard Republicans, but then also if there was anyone, regardless of party, who had requested an absentee ballot but not yet returned it, we knocked on their door. Mm, Okay. Um, And that had mixed results, as you might expect, right? Um, Because, you know, like one of the ones that came up, it showed it was two Democrats in the House, but they had requested a ballot and not returned it. And, you know, that conversation went about the way you'd expect. Um, <laughs> right. But uh, but uh, 
but I think the idea is that those are the people that we're going after, right? Is either we want to prod Republicans to vote again, any of the three different ways. Um, and then we also want to, um, take our chances with anyone who we know has already requested a ballot because they're obviously extremely likely to vote. Yeah, one of the concerns that I addressed with my uh, guest's previous segment is obviously uh, uh, the president himself, as well as a member of his legal team, Lynn Wood, uh, kind of uh, sowing uh, distrust and uh, uh, lack of confidence in the Georgia voting system because they can't understand how all Republicans did so well on Election Day, but President Trump uh, still lost. So did you encounter anybody that was kind of echoing those concerns and say, well, the president said, or, or Lynn Wood said, I mean, did you come across any of those uh, uh, folks that kind of shared those concerns as a result? So I didn't. So first of all, what Lynn Wood said in particular was obviously not helpful to us. No, if we want to try to win these elections. Correct. Um, that goes without saying, but I met a couple people at doors that shared my view on that, um, where they said, what is Linwood doing? Why, why is this being said, right? Why are we doing this to ourselves? And so I did meet some voters that were aware of that controversy, but everyone who I talked to was on, I'd say our side of it, right? They weren't on, they weren't on the side of we shouldn't vote because it's not going to count. Um, but they were upset by the fact that the comments were made. Yeah, I, I certainly understand that. I mean, you know, I, I, there are enough people that probably, uh, you know, they, didn't like the president or didn't think he deserved reelection, but certainly don't believe in ter- completely turning back his, his agenda. If, if, if uh, indeed these uh, two Democrats get elected out of there, uh, I guess, uh, Joe, uh, again, we're joined by uh, Joe Watoon. He is a uh, volunteer who went to Georgia last weekend, uh, along with other uh, Minnesota Republicans, to knock on doors and uh, realizing what's at uh, stake with these uh, particular races uh, I guess uh, any final thoughts, Joe? Did you get an opportunity to uh, to, to meet the senators, any other of the elected officials, or just uh, too busy with the door knocking? I guess. No, I didn't. I didn't get the opportunity to meet either of those two. Um, I did meet several people from the Georgia GOP. They were all very nice and welcoming. Um, I'd note that there were volunteers from all over. There were people from Arizona down there. There were people from all kinds of other states. So it really is. I mean. I think it's the the importance of the election, right? Chuck Schumer said it himself. You know, now we take Georgia, then we change the world. Right. I mean, they're they're telling you what they're going to do, and I think that's driving people and resources down there. You couldn't turn on the radio or TV down there without seeing political ads. So what's uh, uh, obviously you know, this may be kind of a a slight shift, Joe, but because you were in Georgia, obviously their response with uh, Governor Kemp, uh, their response to the COVID nineteen pandemic, uh, Governor Kemp has kind of taken more of an approach to look, we're going to open things up, but it's uh, incumbent upon you following all of these restrictions so that we can stay open up, whereas here in Minnesota, it's been the hardcore mandates pretty much since the pandemic began. Uh, what was kind of your general sense and how people were reacting to it down there as maybe uh, opposed to here, Joe Wintoon? Well, I think in a lot of ways it was similar to when stuff was open up here. Um, so up here, there were some bars and restaurants that I had been to where they had the plexiglass and the social distancing and all that. Sure. There were others where they were completely ignoring the rules, and then there were some that were closed altogether voluntarily. Um, and I saw something similar to that in Georgia. Um, there were some places that were really strict about social distancing. There were some places that didn't seem to care, and then there were others that just didn't want to have anything to do with it. And just like up here, I think some of the people, you know, when I was knocking on doors, I was very conscious, right? I would stand back at least six feet from the doorway. I had a mask on. You know, I was do- I was playing by all the rules because the last thing you want to do is go down there and turn people off or create a problem, right? Right. Um, but I think I think it was similar to here in that whether you're a business or a person, they were all over the spectrum as far as how they felt about COVID-19. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's I'm all, I I haven't traveled much out of the state. I don't think I've been out of the state at all since the uh, pandemic began. So I'm always interested in the dynamic because obviously Georgia and and you know Florida, its neighbors to the south, certainly took a different tactic than we did here uh, in Minnesota. That's for sure. Well, Joe, uh, appreciate uh, your time today and appreciate your efforts going down to Georgia last weekend. Sounds like the folks down there appreciated your efforts too. And with uh, folks like yourself going down there and um, doing the contact like you did. Uh, I'm, I'm optimistic that we're going to win these seats, but of course, you never want to get too overconfident given what's at stake. So, appreciate your time today, sir. Thanks you. Uh, thanks for all you do, and uh, well, maybe we'll catch up soon. Appreciate it. 
Right, thank you very much. Joe Watoon, a volunteer with the Republican Party of Minnesota, talking about uh, what his adventures were like down on the ground in Georgia this past weekend. And, of course, we all know what's at stake for those two U.S. Senate seats. AM1280, the Patriot Northern Alliance Radio Network, back with one final segment of the broadcast today. Go nowhere. I beg your pardon, Mama, what did you say? My mind was drifting off on Martinique Bay. It's not that I'm not interested, you see. Augusta, Georgia is just no place to be. I think you may. AM 1280, The Patriot. Cool voiceover. Zany sound effect. Uh, we were going to write a flashy promo about streaming us at radio.com, but considering how easy it is to do, we'll keep it simple, too. Listen to The Patriot on the free radio.com app. Get a $4,000 whole house water softener system for just $2,000 through this special offer from Commerce Water and this station. The Vortex whole house water softener from Commerce Water eliminates hardness and chlorine with just one tank, saving you money, water, and resources. The result is crystal clear, soft, odor-free water. There's only one of these half-price water systems. Go to this station's website, click on the More tab, then Half-Price Offers, or call the station now at 651-289-4413. Let's say you've decided to build a bicycle from scratch. Sounds like an impossible project for my skills. But let's say you've got the skills and I offer you an advantage, a special tool that would help you build the bike faster while saving you legitimate money. My guess is you'd say, bring it on. If you wouldn't, well, then this commercial isn't going to make much sense. My name is Ryan. I'm from United Faith Mortgage, and we believe we have an advantageous tool for you. Our mortgage team is lucky to have a direct lender advantage. Our company is set up to use its own money and make its own lending decisions within its own walls. And often, this advantage allows us to get your refinance or new home loan done faster and get you a better rate, which saves you monthly and lifelong money. Rates are historically low. Now is the time to see how our special tool might work for you. We are United Faith Mortgage. United Faith Mortgage is a DBA of United Mortgage Corp. 25 Millville Park, Road, Melville, New York. Licensed mortgage banker. For all licensing information, go to animalistconsumeraccess.org. Corporate animalist number 1335. Rack animalist number 65233. Equal housing lender. Licensed in Alaska, Hawaii, Georgia, Massachusetts, North Dakota, South Dakota, or Utah. I grew up Pope, which is even worse than being poor. From poor to CEO, the incredible journey of Herman Cain. My American dream entailed working hard and making $20,000 a year. But I surpassed that goal and became a corporate CEO. The story of one man's amazing journey from a poor, undereducated family to the highest levels of corporate, social, and political America. I didn't have to be taught work ethic. I saw it firsthand, and it had a big impression on me. From poor to CEO, the amazing true story of the American dream that will inspire and motivate you and your family to live your best life. We'll all be able to say the movie from poor to ceo the incredible journey of herman kane available at salemnow.com visit salemnow.com and use promo code minneapolis to save 20 percent am 1280 the patriot and iheart radio they go together like the u.s and liberty listen at iheart.com or with the free iheart radio mobile app Welcome back, AM twelve eighty, the Patriot, Northern Alliance Radio Network. One final segment on today's broadcast with me, Brad Carlson. Thanks as always for tuning in. Hey, how would you like to have your mortgage or rent paid for all of twenty twenty one? Well, you can if you're our grand prize winner in our most popular annual tradition. That, of course, is the Christmas Mortgage Miracle Sweepstakes. Uh, go to am twelve eighty thepatriotcom and click on the banner for the Mortgage Miracle. And uh, enter today because, Consigliere, am I correct? Is today the last day? You Today's can, the last day. You've got to do it by 11.59 tonight. Okay. So there you go. you got about nine hours uh, to enter for the, uh, to have that, well, to have your mortgage or rent paid for all of 2021. Does that sound like a heck of a deal? Yeah, absolutely. Regardless of whether we're completely through this uh, COVID pandemic or not in 2021, and I hope and pray we are, 
you still want your mortgage or rent paid for the entire year. I mean, I don't care how good things are. You that that you would take in a heartbeat. So again, go to am1280thepatriot.com and click on the Christmas Mortgage Miracle banner. Get more information and again, enter today because you got 9 hours and then that's it. Then your opportunity goes by the board. So hope you do that. Uh, a lot of talk about Georgia, I guess, this hour. Um, you know, well, it is kind of the <laughs> focus of the uh, political world these days. But I talked last week about uh, the some awful website that was put up. Thankfully, it was taken down, but it was a website that had that basically doxed some Georgia election, elected officials, including. Governor Brian Kemp, as well as Secretary of State Brad Raffensperger, who apparently have become enemy uh, public enemy number one uh, because they're being asked to do that things that they are constitutionally not bound to do and cannot do. Like the president continues his drumbeat of saying that Brian Kemp needs to call a special session of the legislature. And he never says to do what? I mean, calling a special session of the legislature constitutionally cannot overturn a certified election, and the results have been certified in Georgia. Period. End of story. And the governor has done everything that he is constitutionally bound to do. So there's nothing that's accomplished with a special session. Nothing at all. Yet the president continues that drumbeat. He continues to talk about a signature audit, even though I've explained for multiple weeks in a row now that that ship has sailed. That needed to be done before Election Day. Uh, All of that. And as a result, because of people like the president and his legal guy, Lynn Wood, constantly uh, saying awful things about Brian Kemp, he has gotten death threats and his family has been harassed on social media. This is from Mediaite.com. Governor Brian Kemp shut down the conspiracy theory surrounding the death of his daughter's boyfriend and called for an end to misinformation regarding the 2020 election. The governor added that his family has been increasingly harassed even after the death of his daughter's longtime boyfriend, Harrison Deal, who was killed in a traffic accident this month. Um, One of the conspiracy theories was apparently uh, Harrison Deal, who was obviously close to the Kemp family because while he was dating the governor's daughter, he was getting a little too close to some election shenanigans that apparently Brian Kemp and Brad Raffensperger were in cahoots with Democrat Stacey Abrams to take steal the election from Trump, and because Harrison Deal was getting too close, uh, he tragically was killed in a car accident, and they kind of said, hmm, connect the dots. Lynn Wood, and I didn't, now the president uh, didn't uh, say anything about that, but it was Lynn Wood who specifically said, yeah, yeah, must have been getting close. Look at that. Look at what happened. And it's just absolutely despicable. How much of a soulless ghoul do you have to be to take the death of a young man, 20-year-old young man, whose family is already in incomprehensible anguish, and exploit it because you want to perpetuate kooky conspiracy theories about a stolen election. I mean, how much of a soulless ghoul do you have to be? It it just, I'm at a loss. And you know what? The governor, to his credit, uh, he spoke with clarity and firmness, because if it were me and something somebody was doing that with my family, I don't think I could have been, I could have acted with that much decorum. And I'll continue with the governor's uh, statement here from this mediaite piece. There was so much information out there. Kemp said, "Quite honestly, it has gotten ridiculous." Kemp noted that he has been attacked relentlessly by Trump supporters pushing for him to overturn President-elect Joe Biden's Georgia victory, adding that even his family is getting targeted. From death threats, bribes from China, the social media posts that my children are getting, he said, we have the no crying in politics rule in the Kemp House. But this is stuff that, if I said it, I would be taken to the woodshed and would never see the light of day. This needs to stop, Kemp added. People need to deal with facts, and we'll give them to them. And if anybody has an issue with something I've done, they need to come see me, and I'll talk to them about it. They don't need to bother my wife or my children or any person that's serving in elected office, their wife or children, because I can assure you I can handle myself. The governor then encouraged the theorists to come out from underneath that keyboard and speak to him directly if they have any issues or grievances they would like addressed. 
It is embarrassing that someone would said something like that to a 20-year-old child that just lost the love of her life, not to mention what the Deal family is having to deal with because of the conspiracy theories that are out there, he added. Uh, I, I, you know, again, I've, I'm, I've had my fill with these people. You know, I mean, it's bad enough Lynn Woods going out there and saying, well, you know, Kelly Leffler, David Perdue, they haven't earned their vote. Why aren't they up here, you know, uh, speaking on behalf of the president? They need to be up here speaking to have the, uh, the president. They haven't earned your vote. So your solution to helping Trump is to basically enable two progressive Democrats to get elected to the Senate and basically overturn every good thing President Trump has done. And I have acknowledged for four years when Trump has done something good. And he's, undone, he's had some undeniable positives come, after four, come, come out, uh, out after four years. But your but your objective is to sow this kind of discourse, and and you know that was the good news that we heard from Joe Watoon. Again, it's anecdotal evidence, but Joe being on the ground saying pretty much the prevailing sentiment from Republican voters is what is that kook Linwood thinking, trying to get trying to basically hand over the Senate to the Democrats? Is he absolutely crazy? Again, there's so much at stake here, and. The fact is that Brian Kemp is being unfairly maligned, but you know what? To his credit, he says, hey, you got questions about what I'm doing or what I'm not doing? Bring them on. I'll answer them. I mean, you got the president literally calling him a clown on Twitter, saying, oh, that clown Brian Kemp, he needs to call a special session. And and you know what? His most the Trump's most rabid supporters just go along with it, and they don't even know what they're going along with. They don't even realize that there is nothing that can be done in a special session. But yet they go along, yeah, yeah, that's it, call a special session. They just they just parrot these chanting points and, and have no intellectual curiosity about why that that is just, it's ineffective and it's nonsense and nothing will come of it, a special session. They certainly can't overturn the certified results in Georgia and if, and if the insinuation is, well, they need to improve things for these runoffs, well, this particular election cycle for these runoffs is currently in progress. Again, by the Georgia State Constitution, you can't change election law as it pertains to an election currently in progress, which these Georgia runoffs are currently in progress. So, again, I, as I talked about last week, uh, Brian Kemp and Secretary of State Raffensperger are getting doxxed and having their personal information published online. Um, somebody's going to get hurt with this kind of rhetoric. And we don't need this. So I guess it's my way of saying knock the blank off. Hey, I'm 1280 The Patriot, Northern Alliance Radio Network. Folks, I've enjoyed it. Thank you so much. Merry Christmas. Hope you and your family have a blessed one. I'll look forward to talking to you next Sunday, our final broadcast of 2020. Godspeed. Attorney CPA Joe Cordell. You hear the phrase a lot this time of year, happy holidays. But holidays are not always happy, particularly for guys grappling with a divorce that they didn't choose. These men need more than the help of a good lawyer. They need the hope and encouragement of a good friend. Contact Cordell and Cordell to schedule an appointment with one of our firm's Twin Cities attorneys, a partner men can count on, 952-209-2929. Online at CordellCordell.com. Offices in Edina. This is a national health care alert from the 24-7 Diabetic Health Hotline. If you, a family member, or a loved one has diabetes, listen closely. Now, regardless of your age, if you have insurance, you may qualify to receive diabetic testing supplies with little to no out-of-pocket cost. Get free delivery, free information, and all the paperwork is handled by our accredited suppliers for free. Call the 24-7 Diabetic Health Hotline now for details. Toll free at this number. But wait, there's more. If you call right now, you could get a meter upgrade. In addition, we'll give you a free pair of diabetic socks as our special gift to you. Regardless of your age, if you suffer with diabetes and have insurance, you may qualify to get free delivery of your supplies. 800-439-7409. 800-439-7409. 800-439-7409. That's 800-439-7409. Election fraud, radical abortion rights, open borders, riots in our streets, and regime changes in other nations. Meet George Soros. 
An atheist and one of the most dangerously influential people in America, pouring millions of dollars into the leftist agenda, instigating society's demoralization to control a free people and destroy the foundations of Christianity and our constitutional order. Watch the new film, Billionaire Radical, George Soros and the Scheme to Remake America. Online at SalemNow.com. See the movie that George Soros and the far left don't want you to see. Learn the truth and prepare to be shocked. Billionaire Radical, George Soros and the Scheme to Remake America. Online at SalemNow.com for just $9.99 or buy the DVD for just $12.99. Visit SalemNow.com and use promo code Minneapolis to save 20%. I was out of luck and out of time. The guys from Advantage Home Buyer met several times to discuss my options. I talked to several others, but since Advantage Home Buyer was so honest with me, it gave me peace of mind. Get peace of mind by selling your home as is with Advantage Home Buyer. You can close in as little as 24 hours. No hidden fees, no costs, and no need to prepare your home for sale. Get a fair offer today at mycashoffer.vip. That's mycashoffer.vip. AM 1280, The Patriot is 